May God's grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The text for the message today comes from that gospel reading from Matthew chapter 28. Let us pray. Most gracious God, we are surrounded by things that bring fear into our hearts and into our lives. Bless us with your presence and the confidence of your great love for us that we may face those fears with your truth. And as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. My dear friends in Christ, this ancient cry of the Church is a cry that unites us as brothers and sisters in Christ. It unites us while we are worshiping apart. It is a cry of the Church that proclaims this truth. Hallelujah! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. It was in 2016 the Huffington Post ran a short article about fear. It featured a, a bunch of different comics depicting common fears that children have alongside similar fears held by adults. It was titled Childhood Fears versus Adult Fears, and, and the cartoons illustrated these different pairs, uh, where the, the childhood fear was doctors, the adult fear was doctors' bills. <laughs> Then the next one, the childhood fear was bad dreams, and, and the adult fear was unfulfilled dreams. The childhood fear in the next one was strangers, and the adult fear was that, that crippling social anxiety of being around people you didn't know, strangers, right? And then the final one was childhood fear was clowns, and the adult fear was clowns. <laughs> Pretty funny, wasn't it? This article noted that though the fears of children are often discounted as irrational or silly by us older and wiser adults, they're really not far off from our own fears. It's said that they're proof that no matter how old we get, we are never alone in our fears. In the end, however, it would seem that there is a line of logic that explains why the most common fears among adults are often as irrational as those of children. Namely, everyone has a fear of the unknown. There will always be uncertainty about jobs, relationships, finances, health, and any number of other concerns that can bring down even the most positive person. Is there any way to avoid that downward spiral that anxiety brings? In a world as chaotic as this one right now, you really can't replace uncertainty with certainty. However, you can fight against fear and uncertainty with hope. Fear. Do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. We heard those words repeated a number of times on that first Easter morning. Don't be afraid, uh, the angel said to the women at the tomb. Don't be afraid, Jesus said to the women when they were hurrying back to the disciples and they met Jesus on the way. The disciples are afraid. And this is heightened when later in the day Jesus suddenly appears right in front of them in a locked room. Immediately Jesus calls them with that soothing, peace be with you. 
Now, in today's language, Jesus might have said something like this, saying, you know, listen, guys, it's okay. Keep calm. Settle down. There's nothing to worry about. I wonder, when was the last time someone said to you, shh, calm down. It's all right. Can you remember that? Well, maybe it was a time when you were a child and you were really afraid of something. Uh, maybe it was a parent or a grandparent. They, they, they picked you up in their embrace and they, they held you close. They stroked your hair. They, they, they wiped away your tears. And in that embrace, you heard them say, now, 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 there's, there's nothing to be afraid of. And that embrace and those whispers would fix everything, wouldn't they? I mean, you believed it, you felt safe. You calmed down and enjoyed the moment of that safe embrace. But for most of us, that was a long time ago. We, we've grown up since then, and as adults, things have become, well, just a little bit more complex, right? And, and words of reassurance are harder to come by. They're harder to trust. I mean, that's our struggle currently, isn't it? I mean, uh, how do you protect yourself from a virus? I mean, you, you can't see it coming, and, and, and all the worrying about it brings fear to us. Fear for ourselves, fear for our children, fear for our parents, fear for our grandparents, fear for our friends and our neighbors. And it is that fear that really shakes us, doesn't it? We've been, we have become creatures of, of reason and explanations. And, and when there are no explanations and we're looking for answers, it is really hard to be comforted with the simple word, don't be afraid. Why? Well, we want more than that, don't we? We want explanations, not just soothing words. If even as adults we have experienced comforting words and a warm, assuring embrace, the questions are still going to come back, and we want this reasonable answer to calm our fears. Life constantly gives us plenty of reasons to be afraid. We, we know how the world works, and so we become suspicious, even when we're told not to be afraid. Uh, sort of like when you, when you're, if you're flying and you hear the captain on the plane say, Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing an unusual amount of turbulence in our flight today, but you can be assured there is no reason for concern. Well, does that really calm you down? More than likely, your response was probably, well, yeah, I noticed that there was some turbulence and I wasn't worried until the announcement of reassurance came from the captain because I'm st starting to wonder why the pilot felt the need to tell us that. And that's all it takes. It is that little bit of fear that creeps into our minds. There are so many times when fear takes a grip on our lives, and when it does, it catches us unprepared. It might be something as simple as hearing that someone your own age, who happens to be more fit and more healthy than, than we are, uh, we hear that they are suddenly diagnosed with an illness that will shorten his or her life. And we can't help but ask that fear-filled question, that could be me. What would I do? if I was faced with a death sentence like that. As a pastor, I've 
spend a lot of time with those who are ill, those who are dying, and with their families. And as much as I would like to say that that I have my own authority, those I can have those words of reassurance and comfort, and I can and I can say conf- confidently, "Don't be afraid. Don't worry. This is all going to go away." I I really can't. On my own, I can't say. I promise everything will be okay, and, and I'm not alone in this. I mean, doctors like to think they're masters of their area of medicine, but they can't say, don't be afraid and do so with any authority. Because there's always that element of uncertainty. There are always things that can happen unexpectedly. There's room for fear to fill our hearts, even, even a surgeon's heart, before going into any kind of surgery or treatment. Don't be afraid. When when these words are spoken, they don't mean that everything will turn out perfect for us, meaning that nothing could go wrong in this life. We know that while we are on this earth, things will happen, always happen, that will frighten us and challenge our confidence. From accidents to illness, from terrorism to, uh, like now, pandemics, we are afraid. We know that even though Jesus calmed his disciples with those words, don't be afraid, they still face terrible suffering, persecution, and even death. However, Jesus' words of comfort did make a difference. It changed the way the disciples faced these things. When the disciples accepted and believed those simple words, don't be afraid or or, or, peace be with you, they accepted and believed them to be the powerful words of the always present, reassuring, powerful, risen Jesus. And that confidence can really make a difference in the face of those things that terrify us or sadden us. These words came from the one and only person who has the authority to give us that kind of assurance. There is only one person who can offer strength and comfort, security and hope and confidence in all of the uncertainties and troubles that we have in this world, even in the face of the greatest fear of all, death. And that person is the one who is risen from the dead and who walks with us on our journey through life. If we as Christians offer words of strength, words of comfort, of assurance to another person, we must offer them as messengers from a source greater than ourselves. For instance, as I said before, as a pastor, I can offer words of comfort and reassurance, but they cannot be my words. I can only speak the words of the one who has the authority and power over evil and death. We say to those who are fearful, don't be afraid. We say that because Jesus has them in his embrace and will hold them close during this time of trouble. It is the risen Jesus who tells us, who tells you, I will be with you always to the very end of the age. It is the risen Jesus who tells you, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. 
It is the risen Jesus who promises, don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, but now I am alive forever and ever. I have authority over death and the world of the dead. Don't be afraid. Jesus is saying, don't be afraid. Don't worry. Trust me. I know you and I know everything that is happening to you. I will walk beside you always, and with my help and strength, you will be able to endure it all. You see, it is, a, it is with this kind of confidence that Paul was able to say in the face of all the adversity he faced as a follower of Jesus, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. In another place, Paul lists all the things that might frighten him, even the devil and death itself, and then he boldly states that nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus our Lord. When it comes to our sin and the guilt that goes with it, Jesus also says to us, don't be afraid. He has conquered the power that sin has to put us down and overwhelm us. Even when our guilt is overpowering and death scares us, Jesus says, I will never forget you. I have written your name on the palms of my hands. All this is saying that Easter affects each aspect of our daily lives. There's a prayer that's been attributed to St. Patrick of Ireland that helps us appreciate this. It goes like this. May Christ shield me today. May Christ is with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit, Christ when I stand, Christ in the heart of everyone who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me, Christ in every eye that sees me, Christ in every ear that hears me. Amen. You see, without the reality and joy of Easter, that prayer, it's meaningless. If Christ had not been raised from the dead, and if he were not living today as our Lord and Savior, this prayer would be nothing but useless words spoken into the wind. But, my friends, Jesus is alive. He is risen from the dead and glorified. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. And since his resurrection and ascension, he is now powerfully present with you and me whenever and wherever we might be and whatever might be happening in our lives. And that is a message we need to hear, especially in our world today. Jesus is with you. Jesus brings life. Do not be afraid. Christ in us, Christ behind us, Christ before us, Christ beneath us, Christ above us, as the prayer says. He is present to guide and shield us and save us from all evil. He's right beside us when we feel vulnerable and afraid. He is with us when we are depressed. He is with us when we are alone or when we feel all alone. He is pre present comforting and supporting us in sickness 
in our old age, and even at our dying moment. As the prayer says, Christ is on our right and on our left. When we lie down and sit and stand, he is with us. He is with us in the people who care for us and love us and help us. Christ is in the heart of everyone who reaches out to us when we need his presence. Easter tells us that Jesus is alive and his presence affects us profoundly because it changes the way that we view the highs and lows of life. It affects the way that we view sin and sickness and death. It it transforms our thinking about how we can cope with the things that life throws our way because we no longer think of ourselves as standing alone against all kinds of trouble. It transforms my attitude because the living Christ is with me, before me, behind me, beneath me, above me. If we're really honest, there are probably times in our lives when we don't feel the closeness of Jesus. But listen to me. There is absolutely no time when he is not right there with us and in us. There is nothing that can happen in our lives when Christ will not be there to help us get through the day. The living Jesus changes our world. The living Jesus changes you and me. Jesus says to you and me today, do not be afraid. The same living Lord who gave his fearful disciples strength and assurance through his presence does the same thing for you and me today. To use St. Patrick's words, Christ is the eye that sees your every need and watches over you. He is the ear that hears your every groan and sigh and prayer. Christ gives you the strength of heaven when in trouble, sickness and death, when all those things scare the living daylights out of you. Whenever you, wherever and whenever you lie down, on your bed at home, in a hospital bed, or, or even in the grave, the powerful living presence of Jesus Christ will never leave you. My friends, that, that is the joy of Easter. This is the real celebration today. Jesus Christ is risen today, and he is really present in everything that happens in our lives. It is my prayer that this might be an ever greater reality in your lives, and that we might have an ever greater trust in him when he says to us, do not be afraid. In our fear, we can cling to the great truth that we confess today, but especially every day as we proclaim. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. And now, may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and guard your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.